Good morning, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Beyond Consciousness. This is your host, Raquel. I hope that you all are doing fantastic. I am doing well. It's a really beautiful day outside today. I know a lot of people don't like the summer. I'm cold all the time, so I love the summer, except for when I'm sleeping. I just get way too hot. I can't sleep. But I mean, other than that, I love it. In any case, um, today I wanted to talk to you guys about emotional intelligence. I know in the beginning of this podcast, when I first started, I told you all that I would talk about this. And so here we are today. I'm sorry that it took a while for me to bring up this topic. Um, I don't think this is going to be too long of an episode today. Um, It's kind of straightforward, but I'll just give you guys, you know, a quick rundown of what emotional intelligence is. If you guys have never heard of the term before. It's something that we all have. Um, It's just something that I think a lot of us need to work on. (laughs) But everybody probably has some type of idea of what emotional intelligence is. So we're not going to spend too much time describing it. And I'll give you a few examples, I guess, from my life or what I went through when I was dealing with um, building my emotional intelligence so you guys can understand why it is so important and why emotional intelligence can help you foster healing um, within your relationships and within yourself because it actually enables you to have a better communication um, with those around you. So the definition of emotional intelligence, you guys, basically is the ability to be aware of your emotions, your thoughts, your actions, and be able to um, express yourself in a way that shows empathy and it shows that you're able to manage your emotions and understand the emotions of those around you. That's the best way that I can put it for you all. So to have emotional intelligence, you have to have self-awareness. You have to be able to self-regulate your emotions. Um, what else? You definitely need empathy, empathy and um, social skills, clearly social skills. I'm trying to think of of something else, but it's not coming to mind right now. <clears throat> I'm sorry. But those are some of the things I know um, that you definitely need, um, at least to start. I'm sure if you guys look up what is emotional intelligence and what do I need to have it and blah, 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 the internet will give you a million answers as it always does. <laughs> so let's go ahead and talk a little bit more about these things. So Self-awareness, number one, is pretty self-explanatory. And self-regulation, they're different in definition-wise, I guess. But for me, really, they're kind of hand-in-hand. They're one and the same. I feel like you can't have one without the other. That's just my personal opinion. Again, you don't have to agree with me. Um, But self-awareness is knowing what we're feeling and why we're feeling it. So just being aware of your character, your personality, your thoughts, and your emotions. And then self-regulation would be how you respond to those things. So how you act upon your emotions, how you act upon your feelings and your thoughts. And in doing so, that determines how you interact with those around you. Moving on, we have empathy. Empathy, I don't know why every time I think of empathy, there's like a little song, and I'm sure many people know it. It's like, I don't know if it was meant for children. I'm sure it was, and I'm sure that's where I learned it, but it stuck with me my whole life. I don't know why, but 
It goes empathy, empathy, put yourself in place of me. So basically that's what it is. Explains it perfectly. Empathy is being able to show compassion and understanding to someone else just trying to put yourself in that person's shoes and imagine what that person might be thinking or feeling and coming from a place of understanding. It's really about being open to someone else's experience and trying to kind of feel into that experience. You can better communicate and understand where they're coming from. Last but not least, we have uh, social skills. So social skills is just learning how to communicate interact with one another, both verbally, non-verbally, whether it's not speaking, I mean, I'm sorry, (laughs) whether it's speaking, um, speaking like through the computer, uh, face-to-face, texting, whatever, um, sign language, however it is you communicate in your part of the world, um, that's what social skills are. So I gave you all those definitions, you put all those things together, and that is emotional intelligence. So, why is it important? Why do we care about it? What is it? How do we know if we have it? Um, Let me just say, I think everyone has some level of emotional intelligence. I think it really just depends on the person's character, uh, where they're at (laughs) in the situation, um, whether they choose to use it, basically, just because and I've I was one of these people before, so and I and I witnessed it before that you can definitely switch it on and off. I, that's why I say I think everyone has it. How much of it you have and how often you choose to use it, I think entirely depends on the person. <laughs> so um, that's just something to keep in mind. Um, so I guess maybe the question should be: How often do you use your emotional intelligence, and are you aware of it? What's where are you on the scale of emotional intelligence? Even if there was one, um, are you low on the scale? Are you high on the scale? Are you somewhere in between? Um, I think the best way to know is by really evaluate, evaluating yourself. Excuse me, and just you know doing the work and looking at self improvement. <clears throat> I'm sorry if I keep clearing my throat. I don't know why. Before I started to record today, my throat just started like hurting randomly. So I apologize if if you guys can hear me like clear my throat like every 30 seconds. I'm trying to get through this for you guys. So let's see. Every time you have an interaction with someone, um, that's a perfect opportunity to build your emotional intelligence. Again, doesn't matter if it's in person or not. Um, we have probably a gazillion of opportunities every day um, to monitor our thinking, monitor our emotions, um, monitor the way that we speak to one another, the way that we think about each other, the way we talk to one another, how we respond to things um, and altercations. Those are an amazing time to take a step back and really think about all these definitions And think about your emotional intelligence and say, okay, how do I want to portray myself? How do I want this relationship to go? How do I want this conversation to go? Um, And even if it doesn't go the way that I want it to go, how can I work on improving myself anyway so that I'm still keeping my integrity and growing as a person um, and building my character and just being the best version of myself that I can be? Because at the end of the day, we're all working on improving ourselves, right? 
we're all here because we want to improve ourselves in some way. We want to reach that feeling of enlightenment, alignment. We want to heal from traumas. We want to improve our communication, our love life, our finances. We just want to heal overall and feel good and live the best life that we can. So emotional intelligence really is a key thing because it affects everything. So we really want to learn how to cultivate that. And it's not easy to do. Let me be the one to tell you. I'll give you an example just in my own life um, when I was cultivating it because I don't mind throwing myself under the bus. I'm not perfect, you know, but I've come a long way. So I'll give you a few examples. But I just want to go back to something really quick before um, I start talking about that. I said something here that I think maybe you guys should all think about. When you're doing all of this self-improvement and forgiveness work and healing work and everything. And this just came to mind because I just had this conversation with my significant other the other day, and I'm not going to tell you what the conversation was about, but basically, um, because I don't want to throw him under the bus, but it was basically about realizing that just because you're working on yourself and you're communicating to someone else in a certain way, Um, with emotional intelligence and expressing yourself in the best way that you possibly can with like love and light and kindness and just really trying to fill into empathy and all these things that we're talking about. You cannot expect someone to be on the same level as you all the time. Um, So even though you're doing the best that you can, you're going to come across a lot of people in your life and then maybe your significant other, other might be your best friend your mom, your business partner, your boss, uh, a patient, a client, a customer, whatever, whoever, you're going to come across these people and they might not be at a point in their life where they have built up emotional intelligence, where they've worked on a self-improvement and worked on, you know, healing from past traumas. Cause like I said before, a lot of people are walking around with like a lot of baggage, a lot of this, a lot of that, and they're supplementing it with, other things instead of working on themselves. So you're going to come across a lot of people who are going to get triggered very fast, who don't know how to communicate um, in a certain way, um, who are not open um, to hearing other people's opinions and stuff like that, or just open to hearing like how they're affecting you, depending on what situation it is. You could absolutely have an amazing conversation with someone um, in terms of like you, you know, using your emotional intelligence and coming from a place of love and light. And they'll still at the end of you saying whatever it is that you're saying, lash out at you or be interrupting you or cursing you out. Or even if they don't do all that and they do somehow manage to sit there and listen to what you're saying, a lot of the times it just goes right over their head and they're just like, so anyways, the way that I'm feeling and it's all about me, 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 and you're wrong. And I'm not going to hear what you're saying and try to work with you kind of deal. Um, So you just have to be kind of prepared for that. And that's why I said, um, if the conversation doesn't go the way you want it to go, um, whatever it is that you're going through, don't let that affect all the work that you've done for yourself. Because at the end of the day, this is all about improving yourself, being the best person that you can be, and not letting it affect you in any way possible. Don't let somebody else drag you down to their level. Um, You gotta be you gotta be firm in your transformation. Um, so just think about that. Anyways, so as an example, um, let's see here. If I had to give you guys like how I was saying before, a scale, if there was a scale of like one to ten and ten being the best, 
of the best of emotional intelligence. I would have to say in my in the past for me, I was probably like a three, which is horrible. Um, and I'm just going to be honest here because, again, if you guys have listened to my previous episodes where I described about like the type of environment that I came from and what I've gone through before, and again, it's not an excuse, but it does affect a person. Um, but I came from a lot of anger, abuse, and violence. So that is how I initially used to react. And I was very quick to react and not quick to listen or have empathy or, you know, just just pure anger. And um, my emotional, my emotional intelligence was just way low. I'll have to tell you that. And the reason why I give myself a low score, if you guys are wondering, is because, um, I mean, it wasn't a one just because, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I feel like people all have emotional intelligence. They just choose when to use it or depending on what the trigger is, they haven't learned how to use it yet. So for me, what my issue was, I had amazing emotional intelligence, like 10 out of 10 in school, friendships, work, everything basically, except except when it came to getting in an argument with my significant other when I got older. And when I got in an argument with like my parents or like my brother, anyone who was like family or um, something of that nature. Um, and I don't know why that was, or I guess I didn't know why that was until like I got older. And I guess that's because that's where this, the root cause of my issue um, was, is because I had so much trauma and anger and pain and abuse growing up and witnessing that in romantic relationships. That's was my biggest problem when I got older. So that's kind of what I took with me. And I talked about that before. Um, so I think that's why when I got older, I was, I don't know, I was able to just have amazing emotional intelligence and empathy and love and just pour my heart out, you know, to, um, everyone else. But as soon as an altercation came up when it was between like my family, like I said, or uh, my significant other at the time, it was just blown like out of proportion. It was just, you know, back and forth, mean things being said between both parties. But anyways, <clears throat> that's why my emotional intelligence, I would have to say was a three out of 10 in case you guys were all wondering. There you go. Um, I remember way before, you know, I went on this healing journey and um, started to become like really aligned with how, who I wanted to be as a person and who I was truly at, at the core um, before I became affected by all these outside circumstances. And I actually started doing self-improvement and self-work. Um, I just remember just being just like so angry and just so quick to lash out and not think about anything that I was saying and I could definitely say that you can tell that I had a lot of built up pain and trauma um, just because of how fast I was um, reacting and my triggers and what I would say. Um, you could definitely see I'm looking back at it and me looking back at it now where it all stemmed from. And I just think like, wow, sometimes like that 
was an ugly Raquel. Like that was never me. It was just a version of me that I let exist because I refused at that time. And I mean, I was a kid and, you know, a teenager and young adult, but that's not an excuse, but I just refused to work on my pain and my trauma and I didn't know how, and I had no one to help me. And I just was not trying to be the best version that I could be. Um, and I was just allowing myself to be a product of my environment, which was not good, you know? And that's why emotional intelligence is so important, you guys, because it just, it helps you really um, deal with life in general, um, regardless of what it is. So for a long time, I remember, and I'm sure I've told you guys before, like I could not even speak to my parents. Um, when I finally, finally started um, going on my healing journey, when I first started to cut, when I first cut them off, cause I cut them off a few times, cut them off twice. Um, but um, I just, I had to cut them off. And I also stayed single for a really long time um, because I knew that I had to work on myself. Like, like I said before, I could have amazing friendships. I was amazing at work, whatever it was. But to have a good family relationship and to not bring that into a, a relationship with my significant other um, or any type of intimacy or anything like that at all, um, I just knew I had to isolate myself. So that's that's what I did. You don't have to do that, but whatever. Um, but I I just knew that I had to get that all under control and if I couldn't forgive, like the forgiveness work we talked about and the healing work that I talked about, and if I couldn't learn how to do those things, heal and forgive and build self-confidence and all these other things, um, which I'll make a whole nother episode on self-confidence, I just knew it wasn't going to work, you guys. I knew I was just never going to be able to communicate in the way that I wanted to communicate um, and have the relationships that I wanted to have unless I fixed it myself. Like I couldn't rely on others to change. I needed to change. Like I said before, it all starts with you. You can only control and grow yourself. You can absolutely be kind and patient with others. You can give them the tools, but it doesn't mean that they're going to do anything about it. Like they always say, you can lead a horse to water, but you cannot make them drink. So it really all, at the end of the day, you guys, it starts with you. It begins with you. Um, and I want to say, like, you don't just need emotional intelligence just because of altercations and, like, anger and, really, and you know, intimate relationships and family relationships and stuff. It really, you know, counts for everything, friendships and, and business and just having a normal conversation. Um it doesn't have to be that extreme. I'm just telling you guys the anger and altercations that I went through and why I started to build emotional intelligence because that was my personal experience. Everyone else is going to have a different experience, but you should just learn it in general. So don't think that like I don't need to build emotional intelligence or cultivate it because I don't have trauma and abuse in my past or I'm fine in my romantic relationships. You can always cultivate and build emotional intelligence and empathy and love and kindness or whatever it is that's good that you want to build. There's always a way to improve. Um, even if your situation is not as extreme as mine or or whatever the case, I just feel like you guys should know that. <clears throat> I'm just giving you examples of what um, I went through and why I started to cultivate it. 
so that's an example, you guys. That's basically why I started to cultivate it. That gives you a sense of why it's so important. Um, I'll tell you guys um, a few ways of like how I started to build my emotional intelligence. Um, I can only tell you the ways that I did it. I probably won't give you all of them because it'd be too, too long of a list or just whatever I can think of right now off the top of my head. Um, But if it helps you, which I'm sure it will, and I hope it does, the reason why I'm telling you, um, or if you have another way or whatever, whatever works for you, you go ahead and do it. There's no wrong way to do it as long as it's working for you and it's actually helping. Um, So step number one for me, like I said, was isolation. Um, Not that I didn't hang out with family and friends um, that I was okay with, but like my parents, I cut off. Um, and I stayed single, like I said, for a really long time, just so I could deal with, um, you know, working on myself. And the reason why I chose isolation and like cutting them off is because I knew I was not in a place where I could let myself get triggered. Um, because I knew that I was going to spiral and I wasn't strong enough in how do I say this? I guess I didn't have enough confidence and I didn't have enough character at that time when I was going through it to be strong enough to not react in the way that I wanted to react um, and be the kind of person that I wanted to be. I had to pull myself out of that environment. And because I had the opportunity, um, I decided to go that route. So that way I can completely um, focus on bettering myself instead of having to work on bettering myself and still reacting to those triggers, which were so strong in my life at that time. Um, So that's why I chose to, you know, isolate myself. And I didn't want to also bring, um, in terms of being single, I didn't want to bring all that trauma from, you know, my past into a new relationship like I had done with the previous relationship. So I didn't want to come like half empty or even less. I wanted to come 100% into my next relationship. Um, so that's why I chose that. So the second thing I did was, uh, like I told you guys before, I did the healing and forgiveness work that I talked about. Um, I knew that I need to heal from all the pain and the trauma, the anger, you know, everything I talked to you guys about before. Um, I just wanted to focus on improving myself. So healing and forgiveness work was the second step for me. Um, after that, I started working on the different techniques to release anger and to regulate my emotions. So that's where, um, I think I told you guys this before, that's where like the letter writing came in. That's where meditating comes in. That's where deep breathing comes in. That's where, um, also being self-aware comes in because you need to be aware of what your triggers are. Um, and then be aware of what you're feeling when you're being triggered, what your thoughts are, and then just really learning how to work through those thoughts and emotions in a way that's going to be beneficial for yourself and for the person that you are interacting with. So whatever that means for you and whatever technique works best for you, um, that's something that you're going to have to figure out and work on and practice. But basically learning how to regulate, self-regulate, and being self-aware. And something I want to say 
that when you're learning about your emotions, about yourself, about what your triggers are, um, about what your repetitive thoughts are and your repetitive emotions and actions are, um, something that has helped me so much since I've been on this journey, um, and especially now, not so much when I first started, um, is just, like I've said before, don't judge yourself and don't judge your emotions and your thoughts so much or your experiences to be... Um, good or bad, just be, try to be aware of the situation. Just be aware, be in the present moment, um, but try not to label them as good or bad, especially the bad ones, because those are the ones that we remember most, right? And those are the ones that we kind of react to the most and react so quickly to without thinking. If you can get yourself to a place where you're just recognizing your emotions and your thoughts as sources of information and giving yourself an opportunity to be self-aware and be present in that moment, then you have a better chance of reacting with emotional intelligence and with integrity as opposed to reacting to the emotion itself, which most of the time is, you know, chaotic and saying stuff you don't mean, lashing out. Sometimes it's verbal, physical, whatever. Um, And I know that's really hard to do, especially when it's something so drastic like maybe you got cheated on or maybe you got laid off work, um, something, maybe car accident. I don't know. So when it comes to stuff like experiences like that, I'm not saying you're not going to cry. I'm not saying you're not going to be upset. Like that's crazy. We're all having a human experience. So we're going to react sometimes. But when you practice your emotional intelligence, you're able to bounce back a lot quicker from these situations. And the point is to have a shorter reaction. Um, time to these things. And then you kind of start to look at these things after a while as not bothersome or depending on the situation, um, or as blessings or opportunities. So just think about that. The third thing that I did was learn to cultivate empathy, which I talked about in a previous episode. So, you know, after the techniques, after isolation, forgiveness, work, healing work, um, when it came to certain situations, Again, for me, when I was getting in an argument with my significant other or my parents, I did not have empathy for what they were feeling or um, I basically, (laughs) I didn't care. I had no empathy or sympathy. I was just like, you're just like a terrible person. I don't really care. But I said before in the previous episode when I was doing my forgiveness work and I was talking about healing and stuff that I had to learn how to cultivate empathy for them because at the end of the day, I had to understand that they were suffering still from things of their past and things that they had done to each other um, or things that were done to them. And because they did not do the healing work and everything, like I said, it manifested in a relationship. And then from there, it, you know, caused a lot of trauma for me and my older brother, um, and even in some of their other relationships. Uh, so you really have to cultivate, cultivate that empathy. So for me, I had to cultivate a lot of empathy from them for them, excuse me, and really understand what it was that they were still suffering from. Again, not an excuse, but it allowed me to put myself in a position where I could actually understand where they were coming from and feel sorry for them because I realized that they were going through exactly what I was going through, but just as a, just as um, adults on a, a grander scale because now obviously it's affecting their children, me and my, me and my brother. Um, so 
Also with empathy, I want to add on, you should also have active listening skills. So it's really important that when you're talking to someone, whether it's an argument or not, that you listen. A lot of people just listen and hear what they want to hear. And sometimes they even misinterpret what's being said because they're so all about their agenda and how they're feeling and that they have to be right or whatever the case is, or they're just not listening because they just want to say what they have to say and be done with it. So it's really important again to have that empathy empathy, um, so you can actively listen and truly hear what that person is saying. You need to think about the context and the content of what they're saying and not just hear how it's being delivered, which I know is really hard. Because if you have someone in your face cussing you out or screaming at you or telling you that you're a horrible person or whatever it is, I don't know. But, you know, I'm always going to probably give you the extreme of extremes just because that's what I experienced. But um, when you're hearing all of that, it's really hard to have empathy for that person, especially when it's someone that you love, right? Or, you know, that half of what they're saying is BS, but they're insistent that they're right. It is hard to hear what they're saying. Um, It doesn't mean that they're not valid in their feelings. It doesn't mean that some of what they're saying isn't true. Heck, actually, let me stop. It might even sometimes be that all of what they're saying is true. Um, Just the delivery of what they're feeling is wrong. It could absolutely be the case uh, um, as well. Um, So sometimes some people are absolutely, you know, right in whatever they're saying depending on what it is you're talking about, but their delivery of the message is so brutal. Um, It doesn't have to be like that. So that's where emotional intelligence also comes in as well. And that active listening. um, Again, you really need to hear what they're saying, not how they're saying it. Um, And I also want to say that you're not always going to be able to come to an agreement or talk it out in a loving and kind way and an intelligent way um, sometimes it just doesn't happen that way. Um, you just really need to listen and get your point across in a loving and intelligent way. So you guys, those are my tips. Um, just work on self-improvement. That's what I always tell people now, just to focus on yourself and because at the end of the day, we're all just wanting to have loving, lasting, happy relationships And we want to have good communication skills and be able to have conversations, meaningful conversations with one another. The things that I discussed today weren't all of the tips, and I'm sure there's many, many more, like I said. I think the ones that I gave you are just kind of the most important that I could think of off the top of my head that really helps me be able to build my emotional intelligence and get to the place that I am now. Um, Before I stop for today, I just want to say, Just be patient with yourself as with all the other processes because it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes a month or two, sometimes more depending on the person, the situation. It could be months. It could be a year. Whatever the case is, it takes a while to change a habit. It takes a while to become a different person when when you've had to be um, sometimes a, a certain type of way for so long. Uh, Just because you don't see improvement right away with yourself and sometimes with others, 
Um, like if you're working on this with someone else, it does not mean that they're not trying. It doesn't mean that you're not trying. So just be patient, empathize with them, empathize with yourself. Remember, we're all trying to self-improve. We're all trying to heal from things that were passed down from us or things that we learned or experienced, whatever the case. So just be kind, be kind with others. I'm not saying that you have to take any type of abuse or anything like that, if you really can tell that this person is just not good for you and they're not trying or whatever whatever the situation is, you guys know your situations, then you guys already know how I feel about that. Exit the situation if you must. But don't think that like after a week or two and sometimes even a month that automatically things are absolutely going to get better, that they're going to improve. Because nine times out of 10, they're probably not. But again, only know, only you know your situation. Only you know the extreme of things. And if that person is really trying or if it's just you trying or whatever the case is. So just keep that in mind. So that's it for today, you guys. I hope that you guys learned something from the talk about emotional intelligence and why it's important. And, you know, I hope just the descriptions that I gave you about my own personal experience, as well as some of the things that I did will help you. If this is something that you're struggling with or something that, you know, someone else is struggling with, I just hope that this helps all of you. And I just wish the best for each and every one of you, honestly. I look forward to hearing your thoughts about this topic. As always, if you like what you've heard or you know someone who might, please share and subscribe. You can do so at beyondconsciousness.net. Just scroll to the bottom of the pages and you can click on any of those media icons and listen and follow the podcast through there. You can shoot me a message through the contact us page on the website. Or if you're old school because I love handwritten things and I love receiving things in the mail, you can send me something in the mail at the address listed. You can also head over to the Instagram account for the podcast and follow it for motivational messages and updates about the podcast. All the website links will be in the show notes as usual. So thank you for listening and as always, happy healing.